Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And this is ZD Donahue. And this is the Sewing Out Loud podcast. It's part of the So Here FM network. We have another <laughs> podcast. We're network now. We're network. I said We're so. also a click, but <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Still laughing about that. It's like crying, laughing. Okay. Um. And our other podcast uh, that's on the menu is called the Self Sewn Wardrobe with Mallory Donahue. That's me, and uh, it's me talking about clothing, making our own clothing, and uh, it all comes from live Facebook broadcasts in our Facebook group, the Self Sewn Wardrobe with Mallory Donahue. So you can go on Facebook, join the group. And uh, we'll have a great time. So today we're talking about ZD's rules. And this has come up a lot in the group because people ask questions and we've got the answers a right. lot of the well, time. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're, we're, we're saying ZD's rules. It's, you know, I didn't invent. There's ZD's rules now. Right, right, right. <laughs> but but it's, it's, it's how I try to approach troubleshooting when people are having trouble um, you know, sewing. Well, you know, oh, this happened or that happened or or, or whatever. So just just drop the first one on us, Mom. What's okay. the first rule? The very first thing everybody needs to know is when you thread your sewing machine, your presser foot has to be up. That's right. Okay. Because why? And we're going to tell you why, and maybe this will help you remember because that's what helps me remember. Plus, we're not just telling you this. For entertainment, it it this is real stuff. I will say, I'll just put in a little reminder here yes. that this is probably episode fifty something uh-huh. of our episode of our podcast. And we've so, said this in almost every well, oh, yes, also. But if you haven't listened to our back episodes, go back to number one in iTunes. Go back to number one wherever. Mm-hmm. And thread with your presser foot up is the first episode, and there are lots of other great ones. So I just right. want to say that. Okay, so why do we thread with our presser foot up, Mom? Because it opens your tension disc. No matter what kind of machine you have and no matter where your tension disc are on your machine, if you can see them, if you cannot see them, if they're you know hidden behind the plastic form of the machine or whatever – it opens your tension disc. And they're like two little symbols. And when I say symbols, like, you know, the symbols that the little monkey is clapping together, you know, um, Trying the to organ grinder's monkey. I wish I could have come up with as good a pun as you did earlier. <laughs> but, but I that couldn't. was on another episode. Sorry. Don't confuse people. 
Uh, but anyway, so they're it's like they're like two little symbols, and the thread has to go through there, and they're open when the presser foot is up, and then when you put the presser foot down, they slam together. They cl- and the thread is held in there, and it it's they're called tension disc because it puts you know some tension. On the thread. Right, mm-hmm. on the thread, and that's what makes it deliver down to the needle, and when the needle goes down into the bobbin, and then there's a loop, and da 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 Right. It's a very necessary part of stitch formation. And I want to clear one thing up about this that we got asked, which is a very valid question, and someone said, it's hard for me to use my automatic needle threader when my presser foot is up. Right. Okay. Put your presser foot up. Thread your entire upper threading system right. short of the eye of the needle. Correct. Give yourself whatever slack you need or whatever. How it, right. uh, Automatic needle threaders work different ways. Okay. Right. Well, you know. and, and this is true if you don't have an automatic right. needle threader. Right, if you're going to just thread your needle by right. hand, right? Okay, once you have the you know length of thread that's the appropriate length. That's gone through every part of the machine except the needle. Except, yeah, except the eye of the needle. Right. You can put your presser foot down to thread the eye of the needle. Right. In fact, it, in a sense, makes it easier because it won't just keep pulling through when you You know, you sometimes, through. and this is this is true on the baby locks, and it's, it's true on other brands, too, but I just <clears throat> really, like, know it for sure, can say 100%. On, the, on many of the baby locks, the thread guide right above the needle has a little spring right to keep it in there absolutely that's it's like almost like a little clip and it's uh it's number six on a Is lot it, of the machines yeah, okay, seven so, puts it through the okay. needle right so uh well there's seven eight nine right there you know on some of them okay so there's number six above the needle and sometimes when you're when your presser foot's up and you're just um pulling the thread through sometimes people don't hold it near the spool like i instruct them to to get mm-hmm. it through that and I'll even tell people, hold it up there to put some tension right. on it. Because if your presser foot is up, the thread will just continue right. so coming through. So what ZD calls that is flossing your machine. So when you floss your teeth, you have a hold of both ends of the floss. Uh-huh. And when you thread your machine, this is exactly the same thing. You should be holding the thread up close to the spool putting a little tension on it with your one hand and then you know you take your other free hand so usually i'm holding with my left or my right hand right by the spool uh-huh. and i'm actually threading with my left hand through the pathways you know the down through the tension di- or you know over the through the thread carriers down through the tension dicks back up through the um, uptake lever and you know back down again and i have tension on that and the reason i have tension on that is so that i'm you know pushing that through those things Mm -hmm. and it's not maybe accidentally flopped outside of the tension disc when we say tension i sort of i let the thread run through my fingers but it's taut but i have had people take me like real seriously and i can hear the thread like it's singing (laughs) because they are stretching it It, it, you don't need to overstretch your thread but it'll be like but it's better than not stretching it at all yes but you you can you can put your presser foot down to thread the eye of your needle if you want but threading with your presser foot up is going to fix so many of your problems. Right. You know, we had some people talking about double needle issues. Right. And I know that this might not be everybody's problem with a double needle, but it can be a really good place to start. Right. To fix a lot of your problems. Absolutely. Put that presser foot up to thread. That's right. You know, put it up, please. Just or tell your friends. You know somebody who sews? Right. Tell them to put their presser foot up right. while they sew. Just say, have you... 
you know, a, friend, a lot of people have said, heard? I've never heard that. Now, there's yeah. also people that have gone through our guide classes and they'll come back and do another class and, you know, they wind up with some nesting on the bottom of their project or something. And I'll say, did you, did you thread with your presser foot up? And they'll say, no one ever told me that. And believe me, oh yeah, we did. If you took guide class mm-hmm. at ZD Sewing Studio and you didn't hear that, that person would have gotten fired. I know <laughs> you were told that. You were probably told that five thousand times. So thread with your. I mean, that's just yep. so rule. Thread with one. your foot up. Thread with your foot up. Go back and listen to all of our other podcasts before right. you ask any questions. No, I'm kidding. Um, but they are fun <laughs> right. to fun so, to. So so what's what's rule number two? So well, I don't know. You know, the, the, I don't know if this is number two, but it's it's. In the sequence, we're segueing to it quite yes, well. Yes. Because what ha- what's the most common thing that happens is, you know, people cannot progress in their sewing because they get nesting of the thread underneath their fabric. Mm-hmm. Okay. And immediately they want to take out that bobbin and start screwing with the tension. Right now, this is another ZD rule. Tension is usually the last thing you need to deal with. It's usually not your tension, okay? Last thing we want to deal with. So what has happened is that thread is not being held in the tension disc. And too much thread has gotten, you know, to go down the into upper, the bobbin area. The upper thread is unregulated. Right. Because it's Thank not you. in the tension disc. That's Thank how you. I like to put it. I like it. that. that. You like that? Good. You like that? We, yeah. we need to keep that. The in, upper yeah. thread, if you thread with your presser foot down, sometimes you can get lucky. And right, it can in fall in. Well, what can happen is when you put the foot up, actually, to there. put your fabric in, it might accidentally fall yeah. in. So, right. so, but if you didn't, if it's not in right. there, the upper thread is unregulated and it goes down into the bobbin area and shwoom, right. so much thread gets brought That's down right. there. It's not a bobbin tension issue. Okay. No. So, what are you going to do? Rethread. So if you have threaded, you think, of course you think you've threaded, right? We all think we've threaded, right? Right. No. Okay? I, no one's like, we all, we, oh, we're, I threaded, oh, wrong, I threaded I'm ready. wrong, so I can see what would happen. <laughs> um, but rethread. And, you know, it may, it, you may have threaded with your, your presser foot up, and maybe you missed one of the thread guides. And it is important to go through all those thread guides. That's why they're there. Mm-hmm. Okay? They're there because you need them. They're not there for any other reason. But the machine manufacturer decided you needed this guide here to straighten this thread out, to go to this next spot, you know, to deliver it to the, the system. So rethread. Yeah, I think that that, you know, so if you... If you're sitting at your sewing machine right now, you're in the middle of a project. The first thing to do is to rethread, re-thread. and follow advice point number one. Okay, right. and and we're not just talking about the upper thread. No, we're talking about the bobbin no. too. You need to check your bobbin. Yeah, make sure it's right. Make sure it's going in the proper direction, oriented properly. When I thread a bobbin, no matter what machine it's on, no matter what bobbin case I'm using, whatever. I always pull my bobbin thread. It's a habit. It's a good habit that I've developed. And how many times have I threaded a bobbin? Umpteen million. I always look too. I pull it and I see, you know, in my rotary hook, it needs to be going in a clockwise, um, which you call the, is that the P or the 9? How do you do that thing? Hold on. You got to draw yourself a picture. Um so if you have a front loading bobbin, right, which is the rotary which hook rotary bobbin. Hook bobbin. Your bobbin needs to look like a nine. The thread comes out 
and it's in the shape of a nine. So it's going around the bobbin and down, and that would give you a nine. As opposed to, it's going and and, and the and the bobbin is going in a clockwise direction, direction when you pull it. And pull. so it, the 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 thread's going around is going down on the right side. So right. that's what a nine looks like. Okay. Right. As opposed to a P, where the thread comes around and down. And it's on the left side. Right. It looks like a P, and that's for, for a top-loading bobbin. Right. Okay. So if you have a drop-in bobbin yep. that that lays, you know, horizontal on your machine, mm-hmm. it's going to look like a P. And I, I hate it. I hate to and hear the, people saying. And the bobbin will rotate in. Counterclockwise direction. A counterclockwise direction. I hate to direction. hear people say things like, oh, I make sure my bobbin thread's going over the waterfall. <laughs> What the hell does that mean? Yeah, like, what water- waterfalls well, can go it's both a, ways. It's the, so same, <laughs> it's the same way that we have discovered you can't say top and bottom. Of, yeah, and a of lot anything of almost yeah. because people, what I think is the top of a pillowcase, somebody else thinks this is the, the bottom. bottom. Uh-huh. So you have to have specific directions. A lot of times we've started using things like north and west or back and front or right. towards you or away from you because top and bottom is much more orbi- the, arbitrary than I ever thought it was. The nine and the P thing, I think it's the one of the it best things yeah. I... Um, and I like clockwise and counterclockwise Yes, also. yes, I like that too. Um, actually, I find myself, I'll tell you this, on a rotary hook or front-loading bobbin where the bobbin case comes out, right? Right. I find myself pulling the thread to test it. And then, but on the top-loading, like on the baby locks... There's a little diagram right yes, there. Yes, and you can look at it. And I don't I don't pull my thread as often with that one. You know, Mallory, I think it's time for a station break. All right. Hey, Mom, have you noticed my amazing jeans? Did you I'm make wearing? those pants? I, I made my pants. Oh, no. I, I don't believe it. Your butt looks so good. Well, thank you. Um, I, I don't know if you know, but it was really important Your to butt me. looks really good. <laughs> It's really important to me to use high quality fabric, and well, yeah, if you're going to put all that time into them, darn tootin'. And I wanted to use the fabric recommended by my jeans pattern designer. Well, what so fabric is it, Mallory? Don't I just used, keep talking about it. Tell us what it is. I used Cone Mills S Jean Stretch Denim, and it is high quality fabric milled in North Carolina. It's got, uh, it's 97% cotton, 3% elastane, and it will stretch to fit over your bottom, but still recover really well as you wear them throughout the day. And apparently it comes in more than one color, because that's not the only color jeans you have. That's right. It comes in black. It comes in high street, which is a kind of a dark blue color. Uh-huh. And then it comes in natural indigo. And that fabric was dyed with indigo that was farmed in Tennessee. Okay, so we're keeping it all at home. That's right. So uh, if you want to order denim, go to sewhere.com slash denim. We sell it in whole yards and half yards. And we uh, ship... T- internationally so are you gonna sell them the stuff i have set off by for no, myself no i'll leave your denim alone okay. i will leave your denim All alone right. okay once again so here.com slash denim to shop high quality cone mills denim for your stretch cheese sewing out loud hey y'all Darius rucker here you know a lot of people ask me what inspires your music 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. We're back from the message break. and we and we've threaded and we properly, had, right? And we have um, we we left before we went to our break. We were talking about bobbins, and I think we finished that. I, I think, think we, we did got too. Down. Put it in right. That's right. <laughs> Rule number one: right. Don't do it wrong. Okay. And again, if all else fails, you have a manual. Okay, and you know people might think we're beating a dead horse here. We're we'll not. stop right now. We'll stop beating the dead horse. It is so important to share and reshare this information. Okay. Absolutely. Move on. What's the next ZD's rule we need to know about? Well, I'm going to talk about the needle. All right. Okay. So you're getting a bad stitch. You're skipping stitches. You're, um, maybe, maybe your needle actually comes unthreaded for a reason. There's more than one reason for that. But you're not getting a good stitch. Right? Right. Um, check your needle. And what I mean is, is it inserted properly? Not do you have the right needle for the project. Hopefully, we, you've maybe figured that out beforehand. Um, although, sometimes you do have to switch what kind of needle you have. That's right. But um, you want to make sure the butt, right, is <laughs> the butt of the needle. The needle has a butt. The, the butt of the needle is all the way up and hitting the needle bar. Guys. Guys. All the way. Look All at away. it. You can, you should most times you can visualize it. Get those glasses out if you need them. Right. Put your face down <laughs> in front of the needle. Right. Loosen the screw enough and put it all the way up there. And you should be able to feel the flat of the needle. All home sewing machines. Yeah. They have a flat on the back of the needle, right? And that is towards the back of the sh- machine. Now Mallory's going to correct me in a minute on this. There's a few machines where the flat of that needle goes to the right, the right, be, but because, but, but you'll because your bobbin case is in that same orientation. So if you ha- you'll have a rotary hook bobbin, which is the one where it comes out in your hand, you know, and you see the little hook finger on the bobbin. Um, it's usually metal. I've never seen anything other than a metal one. Um, and anyway. That bobbin case is oriented like perpendicular to what? Okay, I, I don't know how. So it opens what, to the to the left. Okay, yeah. The you, flat you, of the needle right faces the opposite way of your bobbin case. Well, it's always to the what I call the back of how your bobbin case would be. That's inserted. what I would. Right. That's what I say. Right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So whether if your bobbin case is on the front of the machine, like mm-hmm. the vast majority of you listening, right, will be flats to the back. That's flats a, to the back. So if you, 
Um, I feel like the machines where the flats to the side. Well, maybe somebody got one like you know refurbished or something. Those in our store, they're kind of more expensive machines, and somebody should have really showed you how to Is do that. Is it Jane like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I often it's a commercial or quasi-commercial type okay, machine. But I cannot stress to you enough to get that needle up all the way in there. Right. And it happens with... And it can be a hair's breadth away from being butted all the way up, and it will not work properly. And it will make a difference. But, you know, most of the time I don't see him a hair's breadth. I see him like... Way, way low, really? guys. Look. Right. I look every time. And, and you know, it's, that's even a health hazard because it'll come out while you're while you're sewing. No joke. It really will. Yeah. It really will. Um, so tighten that screw up. Get that, get that needle all the way up, ladies, okay? Right. And the, gentlemen. Uh, the other thing about the needle um, being all the way up mm-hmm. and, and whatnot and, and tight in there right. um, is that you will have trouble using that automatic needle threader. Well, we yeah, if you have an automatic about, nail threader, it okay. will not work. Well, in fact, you might hurt it. Right. And, and it then only you'll takes, have to have it serviced. It only takes one time. That's right. To, to mess up that bayonet. That's but right. we'll, you know, actually write down automatic needle threaders. Okay. Uh, okay. So um, get that needle in all the way up there. Make sure it's not like a, you know, jammed needle. If right. you were using your needle and you were sewing along and your machine's humming along and all of a sudden you hear a, <laughs> okay. Right. That needle needs to go bye-bye. Right. right. I don't care if you're like, I didn't hit a pin. I don't know what I hit. I don't know what happened. I don't care. You probably hit your hook system, which is really bad news. not good. Right. Exactly. Well, and the other thing is, is look at that. Take a look at that needle. If you're not getting a good stitch, it might just be bent. Now, if you have a bent needle, it will eventually break. Yeah. It will break. And perhaps after breaking your machine. Right. That's the bad thing about... (laughs) needles breaking is you know they they can hurt they can really hurt your machine um we've had as much as the tip of a needle be broken off and get into somebody's hook system and you know wear it down right right you know wear a groove someplace or something like that and that's not good and when i say i'll say to somebody try a new needle and they'll say well i have a new needle and i'll say well no no (laughs) but what i'll say yeah, newer than that one. That Not just, that one. But 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 what? Sometimes a new needle is bent, or it's you know it's a flaw of manufacture. True. Very rare, but I have, or it just has a little burr on it someplace, or okay, something the burr like that. Thing, I I will slide the needle on the pad of my pointer right, finger, I feel it. you know, mm-hmm. and, yeah, and I'll try to show that to right. people sometimes, right? Because so like the needle won't look bent, but like mm-hmm. it has the point. The point has been right. Curved and back, and the right? thing is, <clears throat> good practice is you're changing your needle a lot, okay? Or often, we have people bring machines in and say, "Oh, well, will the technician change the needle when he's servicing my machine?" And we do. We the machine always leaves with a new needle in it, universal size eighty. Um, and we go, yes, and they'll say, well, good, because I haven't changed it since I bought my machine, and I just flip. I, I, I think, man, when they get this machine back, they're going to think they're, they're going to have it. Right, <clears throat> right. But needles are pretty cheap compared to screwing up your machine. Right, right. And so when people, you know, say, I just changed this needle, well, okay, what if you didn't follow ZD's rules before this? Right. You can immediately screw up your needle. Right. Okay. The thing about that bird's nesting that happens underneath, okay? Mm-hmm. Is it doesn't just leave a bunch of threads for you to cut out of That's your project. Right. 
That's right. It can leave threads down in your hook system. Right. It can cause your hook system, I'm talking about the bobbin area, to not move correctly. That's right. And then your needle to hit your That's hook right. system. It's a much larger problem than an aesthetic one. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So you can you can be getting your machine out of time by right. doing that. You know, right. so these rules are not just like to get a pretty thing. Right. Do this. And you know. People say, why would the needle get bent? And there's 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 a multitude of reasons. And one common one is that people pull their fabric through their machine. You don't need to pull your fabric through the machine. This You're is guiding another ZD it. rule. You're yeah. gui- guide your fabric. Do not pull, do not push. Now, you may keep your fa- want to keep your fabric a little taut for some reason, which means you have your hand on the fabric behind the needle and in front of the needle. But you're not pulling and you're not pushing. You're guiding. So when I sometimes take needles out of people's machines and I'm like, this needle has a burr on it or this, you know, or this is bent or, oh, we changed the needle and it made the stitch better. Like, not every machine that comes into the store always goes to the back. You know, like, if we can can help, we try, you know, okay. And people will be like, well, why did that happen? And I'm like, honestly... Like, I cannot tell you what I want to say, well, I, I wasn't, wasn't there. there you right. know? Like, I can't. I mean, and I think that, like, occasionally, not everyone, of course, and if you're still listening 50 episodes in, you're, you like us, you know. But I'm like, it's not my job to figure out how you screwed well, up. Well, I think, I think the other thing is, is people will get offended. You'll say, if you say, well, one of the reasons could be that you, you were sewing on something that was too dense and the needle, right. you know, bowed or you pulled it. And I did not do that. Well, so you know, the, okay. I don't even want to offer up. That. Here's the thing. That's okay. So there's that, right. right? Or how how could that happen? Or I'm I'm they they seem angry that like right. they didn't know. Okay, or they think the machine's defective because okay. the needle bends. When I'm sewing along and right. I break a needle, right. or I am like, oh my god, I screwed this up or something. I'm not like. And and I can't figure it out. Right. Like I can't like there okay, guys, there are times right. when sometimes mom and I are sewing and something doesn't go right and we're like, wait a minute, something's not right. right. And we go through the ZD's rules and we're not like, Oh my goodness, I must find out the exact thing that happened. I'm gonna stress out about it. Right. Like, okay, it's all sometimes fluky things happen. There are lots of moving parts. Right. So if changing that needle fixed it great i guess just like don't move forward yes move on you know keep sewing okay uh like i've had people bring in machines before that were sewing just fine bring them into the shop and say well i was sewing and i broke a needle and i'm like okay and they're like but now it's sewing fine and i'm like okay go well keep sewing you know know? you don't know what happened to that (laughs) needle you just don't know and maybe you did maybe you did pull thread through it when yeah. the tension discs weren't totally open and you bent it a little bit. Right. Whatever. Yeah. You know, needles are made to be a replacement part. Get it? That's yeah. why it that's why it's so easy to change that's, the needle. That's why you can buy more right. of them. Okay. There it's that's not right. supposed to last you for years. Okay. Right. So this this is mainly the things that that are gonna happen that you can take care of. Uh-huh. Okay. I hope your tension is not wrong. Okay, I hope that you had you've had you have your machine serviced, um, and yes, it needs to be serviced even if you haven't used it. And that's the thing about you can't you can't you can't put a machine away in a closet for two years and take it out and think it's going to be okay. Right. It, it you're probably much better off to have it serviced before you do anything to it. Well, and 
yeah, this is all these tips are like for a machine in good working order, right? You right, know, right. um, and so yeah, if your tension is off because of some right. kind of weirdo thing, you right. know, that happens so to let, it, so or let's something. talk about you've done this sort of stuff and you're sewing and you still don't like the stitch you're getting, okay? I'm going to take two layers of something similar to say like a quilting cotton, mm-hmm. right? And honestly, it should be pressed. I don't want two wrinkly pieces. Okay. Huh, okay. <laughs> they really should be pressed. It shouldn't be too. Uh, muslin is not a good thing to do a test stitch on. It's not a heavy enough fabric. So you really want something that has a little body and it's, you know, a woven, nice, flat, smooth fabric. And I'm going to do a stitch. I'm going to do a straight stitch. And I'm going to see what it looks like. Right? Right. And I'm on two pieces of fabric because your machine is set to sew on two layers. Yeah. Okay. So then I'm going to look at my stitch. Because if I sew on a knit, it's not going to be as pretty. Okay. Yeah. If I sew on burlap, it's not going to be as pretty. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sew on that nice, smooth cotton. And then I'm going to say, ooh, my stitch is okay or my stitch is not. Now I'm going to turn it over. I'm going to look at the bobbin, right? Yeah. Now, ideally, you you can do one color on top and one color on the bottom if you really want to see your stitch formation. Right. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to look at the bottom and I'm going to go, oh, you know, it's it's slightly wonky. It's not as smooth and pretty and lays as flat as the top. Why is that, Mallory? Because that thread is wrapping around your top thread. Well, That's- I guess... After the job gets done, that's what's happening. Right. But what happens is that hook system takes the top thread, wraps it around the bobbin thread, and takes it back up. That's right. And the needle keeps going in a straight line, okay? Mm-hmm. And because thread, as thin as it looks, on the spool, when you take it off, it is a three-dimensional object, right. right? Like everything. And it takes up space, and there's no way... For that bobbin to be, like, completely, completely, completely straight. You look right. at it with a microscope, even if you're like, oh, no, mine is so straight. ZD and Mallory are full of it. If you look at it with a microscope, there's a slight curve because they have to go around one another in space, That's right? right? And I guarantee you, your grandmother's looked like that, too. And the other <laughs> thing is, I think it looks different on different fabric. Right. And if you sew on something a little thicker, mm-hmm. okay, the... The crossing of the top and bobbin thread might get to happen in the area of the fabric. Right, right. You'll, it's like embedded, look, and yeah, you really don't see it'll it. It'll look right. straighter, right. even straighter on something it, it, like that. It will. You know, it will. So just keep that in mind. Right. It's okay for your bobbin thread to look a little like man. I just, they don't look the same. Have people yeah. just really they just get on this? Yeah, you know? they just don't look the same, guys. They do it's not right. look the same. So the next thing you're going to do is a zigzag. Okay, just a plain old zigzag, you know, you get from one point to the other, you know, back and cross, even stitch. And that stitch should look pretty balanced, too. Mm -hmm. But again, top is prettier than the bottom. Right. You know what? That's why we call it top stitching. Mm -hmm. Because you always, you you know, you stitch from the top to make it look pretty. Right. right? Right. That's why, you know, you want your top to be your pretty We'll stitch. get to that in the ZD's Pet Peeves episode, right? Oh, yeah, sure. It sounds <laughs> oh, good that, to me. That episode. That one sounds oh, good to okay. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, you know, now, the next thing I do on my machine, right? Yeah. Is what I call a satin stitch. Mm-hmm. And all that is is 
a zigzag that's piled up on itself, sort of, right? Did you invent that stitch? Yeah, I've invented it. <laughs> Remember the guy who thought he invented it? We had a, we had a person who was new to sewing, and he thought he was a celebrity, and it was really funny. He thought he invented anyway, that well, stitch. Yeah. But anyway, so a zigzag stitch, or I mean, I'm sorry, a satin stitch looks exactly like what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It looks like almost like a satin ribbon if it's done correctly it's and a, with the right thread. It's a zigzag stitch that you might make a little wider than your normal settings. Right. And make much shorter than your normal settings. Well, the length would be shorter. Yeah, the length so is that shorter. the stitches so in other words Close to each they're other. laying right next to each other like you would like, you know, say like you know, lay planks on a deck or something. There you go. You know, you're making your floor and you're laying your floorboards right up next to each other. And um, generally, you know, if you want them close together and you don't want to see the fabric underneath and you want that to look like a ribbon, so to speak, a satin stitch, um, you know, you're on like a length of maybe a half. 0.5, yeah. Right. Um, So... Or thereabouts, and sometimes you'll even you'll even have a little symbol someplace on your dial or something that shows you what you know where to dial what to does the that satin. Look like? And what happens on this stitch is different than the other two stitches when we talk about the bobbin thread. Mm-hmm. And what you should see, because your tension's not off. Remember, you're not going to touch your tension. Mm-mm. You you haven't found a problem yet. Is that your top thread is being pulled down? Okay, and under that fabric, now you might want to use some stabilizer here too. Yeah, that's very good true. idea because you you don't want tunneling or, or mm-hmm. anything like that. So I would use um, some tearaway stabilizer probably. So the top threads are being pulled down on each side, and that bobbin thread is zigzagging across underneath. So what would happen is you have like a little path of bobbin thread underneath, and you will see the color from the top coming on both sides. And usually what, what I mean, ballpark sort of is like you see 30% top thread come to the bottom. Right. Okay. Right. And that's what a pretty satin stitch looks like. You don't, because you want that cupping under and going under. Now that, that's going to be a good stitch pretty much. Right. So your satin stitch, will that's what we want to see. We want to see some top thread coming to the back. Right. Actually. And that, that way we know we have a good balance. So it shouldn't be just bobbin thread on the bottom. No. Okay. And we haven't, and we haven't moved our tension. Now, if that's not what you're getting, you know, you may you you may have a tension issue. Mm-hmm. You also may be using the wrong kinds of thread in the top of the bottom. There could be a lot of other things. But um, rarely do I change my bobbin tension when I'm doing regular sewing and I have regular thread in my bobbin. And rarely do I change the top. Right, right. Um, I hear people say, change the tension, change the tension. All the sewing I've done for how many years now? Like 50-something years. And that sewing machine that's downstairs is 50 50 years old. I didn't change the tension on it either. Yeah. So when you start messing with your tension, this is is the problem that will happen. Now you've screwed the tension up. And And you have no place to start from. Now you have another problem. Right. Now you've just created another problem. And there's another variable there. And you can't figure out at all what's going on. Yeah, you're not getting your differential diagnosis. The other thing that can happen with um, 
but when you get this bird nesting and everything and you say, well, I know I'm in my tension disc, let's make sure your tension discs are also clean. And one way to clean that is actually with dental floss if you want. You can you can run it. Or if you can see your tension disc, you can take like a um, index card or something and slide it in there. Mm-hmm. And, and you will see sometimes a hunk of like... like crap come Old out crappy thread actually that can happen a lot with those rotary bobbin cases too yes get get in there the other thing this is going backwards a little bit but this is happening a lot with like it happened like three classes in a row at the store and uh-huh. with different people and sometimes the, these little clusters of things happen you know yeah. it's kind of interesting um we, even though i feel like we give like consistent instruction, you right. know, I don't, I don't know. Occasionally something like this will happen, right? If you start to sew and you hear, ka-thunk, ka-thunk, ka-thunk. Stop. Well, stop. <laughs> yes. But you know what that is? A lot of the time, it's that you didn't get You're your, not in your thread in your take-up lover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are like, what? And, and you'll get the birds nesting too. Right. But the take-up lover can be hard to see. Okay. Well, or if it's not in the total, in the the highest position. So when we told you, so if you don't have an electronic machine, you don't always. Right, but if you, we told you to thread with your presser foot up. You also need to thread the machine with the needle in the highest position, so that well, the take up lever in the highest position, right? The take up lever, right? Yeah, in the highest position. Um, you know, so that it's up there, you can see it to get that thread in. in. Right. But um, make sure you you might actually feel that. While you're threading right. on a lot of machines. And that's another reason to do the floss technique right. and have some tension on that so that doesn't just loop around. But a ton of people have come in the store for right. repair, too, and said something's wrong with the bobbin. Mm-hmm. It started making ka-thunk, ka-thunk right. noises, and it's got a bird's nest. And they'll have brought the machine in like, right. I love this, when people freeze it in time and bring it in. <laughs> no, I like that better yeah, than like, yeah. they cut all the stuff out. Right. I don't know what's going- and I'll just look and I'll say, you're not in your take-up lever. That's and right. they'll be like, what? And I'm like, look at here. And you have right. to and we'll rethread, and I'll sew it on two layers of right of substantial cotton fabric, right, not muslin, and it'll be perfect, right. And that's it, man. Take up lever. So I don't mean to infringe or uh, on on ZD's rules. No, here. but that's a rule to. Well, again, it's making sure that you're threaded properly. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. just all and, we and tell you people. Know, <laughs> when you're threaded properly, your thread will look a certain way where it comes and it goes into the needle. Yeah. I mean, look at how your thread falls and goes, you know, down into the needle guide and down into the needle and get used to how that looks. Now, what's funny is when Mallory and I are in the, the, the shop and somebody's sewing and one of these things happens, we can go, stop, your take-up lever's not threaded right. And somebody will go, what, what? I mean, we know what it sounds like now. It's, it's just like somebody when they have a kid and they know, you know, the certain sounds it makes, what's going on. Or the absence of sound. Or the absence of sound, right. I, what, I, I had that happen to me, and I had uh, somebody trying to troubleshoot for a customer, and they were like, oh, well, we think it's making this loud noise because this is a fairly – thick project and right. this was a person who was using a Sophia and I was like uh-uh DC you know, motor I don't like, think so I was like right. how thick are we talking you know and right. I, I you know I this was like right. a bad class right. or something and I was like no 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 and I look and I said no it's making that noise 
because the take-up lever is not threaded. Right. I went over there, and that's the case, you know. Right. Or if you're all threaded up and your machine makes a terrible noise while going through thick fabric, you need a different needle. Okay. And, and there's a big, long, too. there's a two-episode thing on needles. Um, and speaking of two episodes, do we need to do a second ZD's Rules episode? Well, I don't know. Should... I think this is, I mean, there are other rules. Uh-huh. I just would like this to be the rules for when you doubt your machine and how it's sewing start here and my my biggest i guess my biggest two things here are rethread please try and make sure you have threaded properly and i you know when my machine's not sewing right, I immediately question myself. I know the machine knows yeah, how to so sew. Don't, it's me. Don't think that we're just like it's hey. it's what we call OE operator Error. Don't think that when we give out this advice that we're like, hey, everybody else in the world who's sewing is stupid. No, no. No, when it's our... because it happened to us. Yeah, well, and it's right. also whenever something goes wrong with sewing for us, and right. it does, we're always like, what did I do wrong? Right. Like, that's the is, best question to ask. That is, you know, what, what step did I miss? What did mm-hmm. I do wrong? What, whatever. And um, so to me, it's that. Are you threaded uh, correctly? And the other thing is, Please hold off on that tension, no matter how much, you know, because you've been told, do the tension. Just hold back for a while. Yep. Hold back for a while. We, Mallory and I, have been through, uh, how many service classes have we taken? Yeah. I mean, we've been, you know, we know how to repair sewing machines. We know how they work. It's rarely the tension. Now, sometimes it really is. Yes, you know, and it can uh, be, but you just don't right. want to compound your Or the your timing, problems. and there's nothing you can do yeah. about that. You're yeah. going to have to have, you know, somebody, uh, you have to have a technician see that and take yeah. care of that. Okay, well, uh, just so you know, we're not telling you these things because we think you're dumb. We're telling you them because sometimes it happens to us and we have to go, oh, I need to rethread. That's right. <laughs> okay. So uh, thank you all so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram at ZD Sewing Studio. We have a lot of fun there. Uh, and um, give us a review on iTunes if you've been listening this long. We'd appreciate it. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh,